Welcome to the Evan Roberts Podcast, and this is an edition of the podcast I'm very much looking forward to. I am a geek for history, but I'm an even bigger geek for professional wrestling history. So joining me today, a guy who's done this podcast with me before, he hosts his own podcast. It's called Dennis Has a Podcast. Uh, He did the post-SummerSlam podcast with me, and that is... Dennis Holden. Dennis, thank you very much for coming on again. Ev, thanks for having me. Now, the one thing I learned from last time is you would appreciate a pop for your Twitter account right at the top <laughs> so you can gain followers. So what the hell's your Twitter account name? D-H-A-P Show, at D-H-A-P Show on the Twitter machine, dhapshow.com. Dennis has a podcast anywhere you get podcasts. What I loved about you is I knew, and, I, and I've said this before, that I was going to do three Royal Rumble podcasts. One was going to be the post-podcast, which I do for every pay-per-view now. Sure. Uh, one was going to be a today's Royal Rumble preview, a preview of this year's Royal Rumble. And then this one, which was going to be a historical retrospective. And I asked you, even though I had already decided well, who was going to do what with me, I'd already made that decision. But I still ask you, hey, of those two, specifically the preview and a retrospective, what would you rather do? And I already had you pegged for the history. Huh. And you you gave me that answer. You said, I want to do the history one. So I like that. You basically answered what I wanted you to say, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you thinking of me, and we have, what, 30 years of rumbles to go through? Dude, there's a lot of rumbles. <laughs> and I'm going to give everybody a preview of what we're going to do today. So I told Dennis, and I did the same thing. I was prepared to list your five favorite Royal Rumble matches, your five least favorite Royal Rumble matches, and then something which I think is going to be a lot of fun, rebooking certain Royal Rumbles. Because there are certain ones I know I would have booked it completely differently. So during this historical retrospective, we'll give you our favorite Rumbles, our least favorite Rumbles, we'll rebook it. Now, before we get started, uh, me and Gene Oakland passed away. I got two big memories of Gene Oakland, all right? Or two big feelings about Oakland when I think about him. Number one, and you don't see this as much anymore, he was combative when he interviewed guys. So, and I I thought he was great in WCW, and I know that's not been brought up a lot during these retrospectives of Gene Okerlund, but I remember, and you may hear Dudley in the background, I'm sorry, all right? (laughs) I'm recording this podcast, my wife is out of town, Uh, I've got Jet asleep, though he's moving, and I've got to keep an eye on him. I don't know where to put Dudley because I don't want him to wake up Jet. So if you hear Dudley barking in the background, that's why. Get the hell over it. But I think about how confrontational Oakland was, right? So he'd, he'd have Macho Man and Hulk Hogan on in the NWO, and he'd say, you know, Hulk, uh, can you believe what you did to Ric Flair? And he's like, well, you know something, brother? Ric Flair is a piece of crap. And then Oakland would say, you know, will you stop, Hulk? And I love that. He was a confrontational broadcaster, and that has not been talked about enough as we've memorialized Gene Okerlund. He was certainly someone that added an air of respectability. He was a journalist. He was right down the middle as much as possible, but later on in those WCW yes. days, like with Jericho, with Flair, <laughs> mean by God Gene, like there were those moments. It's it's someone that, you know, the, the WWE does better than anybody else is those video packages. Right. And say what you want about Hogan coming back and doing the whole thing the video package itself was absolutely tremendous it was the best part i mean hogan coming back was awkward he even heard a little bit of booze and why wouldn't he and he was just because even when hulk and i know he was trying to do a good thing when he says one last time well you know something mean gene and then he talks about the tag team match in heaven with ultimate warrior and macho man against mr perfect and roddy piper 
Here's the problem, Hulk. You're calling attention to the fact that a lot of guys who shouldn't be dead are dead. Yeah. You know, when you do that, that's what happens. And so that, I thought that part was not ideal, even though it was coming from a good place. There, there's a lot. You know, it's funny. I, I was thinking back to uh, at the Garden. I know you're not uh, the biggest uh, Garden fan in the world, but when Hogan came back in the Garden in 2005, I was in college. Right. And Raw was at the Garden, and I'm like, I have to go and get tickets. So I ended up with this floor seat along the ramp, and when Real Americans started to play, I got chills up and down my arms. And yesterday, when I got home from work, on my DVR, and I'm playing Raw. Did you get chills? No. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, and it's just, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, listen, it is what it is. But it's not about to me. I, I'm not defending what happened on the tape. It's not the tape that is the reason I'm not getting chills. You know why I don't get chills from him anymore? It's been done, and he's so old, and he looks so bad, and I've seen him come back so many times already that it's just not special anymore. And in 2019 with wrestling, and you know, this this is kind of like a, a, a evergreen pod, so I don't want to be too timely with it. But with all elite wrestling, with you know, J- New Japan, with all that's going on, ROH, Impact, all that's going on in the wrestling world right now, you know, guys like Cody, guys like Omega, guys like Jericho at 49 years old, ever old he is, at 48 years old, uh, it's a youth movement, and people are excited about you know the YouTube channels and the streaming and all that other stuff. Nostalgia doesn't have quite the same. A place it did five years ago, ten well, years ago. You know what else? Think about this. I'm 35 years old. You're my age. I don't even remember the first part of Hulk Hogan's career, right? No. I don't really start remembering things other than watching the old VHSs, but I'm talking about live until WrestleMania 6 and 7. By that point, you think about it. WrestleMania 6, he was supposedly passing the torch. <laughs> right. So you have to be in your 40s to remember the whole Hulk Hogan run from the beginning to rock and wrestling and WrestleMania one. But look, it was about Gene Okerlund and I thought they did as good of a job as they could have considering, you know, Hogan hasn't been around. He does have that tape, which you think about, uh, I thought they, you know, he did as good of a job as he could. I, I just, when he mentions a bunch of dead guys who are not, who shouldn't be dead no, age wise, no. That wasn't great. The other thing I think about with Gene Okerlund, and again, this may come off as a knock of him, it's not, was how he pushed that 1-900 number. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you listen to this? You listen to uh, Something to Wrestle with uh, Bruce Pritchard. Let me tell you something about Something to Wrestle with. <laughs> all right? Let me tell you something about those guys. That is such an utterly brilliant podcast. It's entertaining. That, and this is a very high praise, what I'm about to say. All right? I only listen to Howard. All right? I love Howard Stern. That is my guy. You know my love for Howard. Well aware. Something to wrestle with is the only thing that has actually slowed down huh. my Howard Stern listening. Are you like so with podcasts? It's so good. So you know, I've been trying to get you on the podcast train for about seven years. With the something to wrestle, is it topic specific or are you listening to whatever they do? Um, I think the topics are great. I think that uh, Conrad, whatever his last Conrad name is. Conrad Thompson? Tom, he is so freaking brilliant he's the way great. he pushes the buttons. So for anyone who hasn't listened to it, and if you're listening to this podcast right now, you like wrestling, unless you really, I don't know why the hell you'd be listening <laughs> they to it. love us. Come oh, on, yeah. the people love us. Yeah, that, that's what it is. <laughs> but if you haven't listened to it, it is actually, it's very, very good. I, I, I love listening but it's, to it. So the guys. most recent episode, they were talking about Gene Oakland, and uh, apparently he had like a 30 or 40% piece of that 900 number, so he was making money <laughs> off it. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. I haven't listened to that yet. Now, Gene was, you know, when you think about growing up and loving wrestling, whether it's in the late 80s, early 90s with the WWF or WCW, which was more of my, like, growing up high school days, 
he is a big part of wrestling history. He's a really big part of it. Whenever you go back to the network and you watch old clips, whether it is WCW or WWF, he's a big part of it. So it's a loss knowing he's not around anymore. Absolutely. Listen, if there was a YouTube clip of him doing take after take, Nashville, we're coming to you. (laughs) We're coming to you, Topeka. We're going to come. I'd be watching that for for, for hours. No, and you're right. All the WWF has to do is just put tribute videos together. I'd watch that all day. Oh, absolutely. They should just make a channel on the network, just a loop of all their tribute videos. But again, it's depressing because a lot of people have died. So there's a lot of freaking videos that they could be playing. Uh, Let's get to Rumble history. And I look at the history of the Royal Rumble with Jim Duggan in 88, and I separated into five different eras of the Royal Rumble. Okay. Are you ready for this? Please. The first era was the beginning, which was we created this match. It's kind of cool. It's kind of different. And there's really nothing on the line. Think about it. When Jim Duggan won the Royal Rumble, what did it mean? And I'm not blaming them. They didn't know. When Big John Studd won the Royal Rumble, and Big John Studd's win in the Royal Rumble in 1989, to me, was the VHS tape I rented the most from Blockbuster <laughs> with Ted DiBiase trying to buy him off at the end. I love that. And then Hogan winning back-to-back Rumbles. And then 92, things started to change. Sure. Okay? You had the title on the line. And I think from there, they realized, we got to put something on the line. So era two was... You win the Rumble, you're main eventing WrestleMania era. And that lasted until 02. And Dennis, to me, in 03, when the brand extension occurred, that was the third era of the Royal Rumble. That's where the Rumble was devalued because you no longer were guaranteed a main event slot. You could win the Royal Rumble, a la Rey Mysterio in 2006, and be in a mid-card match for the World Heavyweight Championship, or Alberto Del Rio in 2011, or Sheamus in the opening freaking match of WrestleMania, winning a match in like nine seconds. So era number two was the brand extension era where the Rumble got devalued. Then the next era was the more recent era, where it was back to mattering again. You were in the main event of WrestleMania. And then the more recent era is back to the brand extension era, where winning the Rumble doesn't really mean all that much. Look at the last two. When I was going through our, our five favorite, our five least favorite, it's there's certainly some recency bias, but just as recently as last year with Shinsuke and Asuka, you know, you're, you're excited. They're putting some new talent forward. The Rumble never really does that as much as I wish they did, using that Rumble as an opportunity to, to rise somebody. In, in its time, in its era, it seems like almost every year, it's a main eventer just, just getting slotted into that role. I always kind of hope, I always kind of wish they use it as a star-making moment. See, I disagree with you. Really? Yeah, because, okay, so what you described, in my opinion, was the old king of the ring. Yeah, in 100%, the old, 100%. In the old king of the ring, you really didn't get anything for it. But what you ended up getting, without us maybe realizing, <laughs> is a big push. Sure. So when Owen Hart became the King of Hearts, he got a big push, got a huge push. All of a sudden, the guy's main eventing SummerSlam against his brother, right? That was kind of a big deal. Uh, when Ken Shamrock won the King of the Ring, sure. he went on, won the IC title, got a push. When Mabel won King of the <laughs> Ring, he main evented SummerSlam. Yes, he did. It, it, it didn't work. Billy Gunn was in a big match with The Rock. That's the King of the Ring. The Rumble, to me, is about main eventing WrestleMania. Am I wrong to think that? You're not wrong about that, but in in the 30 years of the Rumble, there have been a few moments that have been surprising or a few moments that, you know what, guys that are 
maybe fan favorites or you know smart favorites that get that rub, that get that opportunity. But did they win? Or did they just get a moment in the Rumble that helped build them? You know what I mean? There's a difference. Did they win the Rumble? Sure, some Who? of them did. Uh, Who one, are you thinking of? What's your description then of what you're describing? And it, he shall not be named. That's one that comes to mind. I don't know how much you're wrong. Chris Benoit. Well, first of all, his name can be named. All right, he's a part of history. He was a scumbag, obviously, and a murderer. But we can name him. He main evented WrestleMania and won and the won belt. the title. So, that's so what one, are you talking so about? That's what I'm saying. Like that's one of the few moments where someone who is a smart favorite, uh, you know, the fans were getting behind was technically uh, sound, right? And they use it as a star making moment. You saw that a couple years later with Mysterio. Uh, you, you can argue that Del Rio in '11, although I think he already had the belt at that point. Uh, there have been few opportunities over the years where you know a guy like you know maybe Edge in '06 or. You know, Cena the year that Batista won the first time. Oh five. Yeah. So it, those opportunities to be like, you know what, this guy is going to be the guy. Very, very rarely does that happen. You see someone like Cena win the belt in, in at twenty one and yeah. things like that. But very rarely do you see a guy like this year. Like, do they put the Rumble on McIntyre to use that as a star making well, moment? Well, this this era we have now of 2017 and 2018, which is very similar to 03 versus to thirteen. It can be that because it doesn't mean you're main eventing. And (laughs) maybe it's just the history of it from when they started giving that main event title match in 93. That, to me, is what the Rumble is about. It's about the road to WrestleMania. I buy that. I mean, I buy that the Royal Rumble really gives you the, you know, it starts to speed up the engines, if you will, on that road to WrestleMania. And I don't want to make stars. I want to make main events. That's what, to me, the Rumble is about. And unfortunately... And you'll see it in the biases that I have. Sure. It's very difficult when I was ranking Rumbles, because I thought about it, because there's a lot of layers to what makes a great Royal Rumble. Were you entertained for an hour? Did you like the ending? Uh, Where did the ending go? Like, who won and where did it go? That matters to me. Maybe it's not right, but it's a part of a long story. I had a tough time looking at a Rumble that didn't end with the winner main eventing WrestleMania as a success. That's interesting because I'm looking I'm looking over my list now mm-hmm. and yeah, most of them did not main event WrestleMania. It's of my favorite rumbles. Now I'll admit there's a few that I picked where they didn't main event WrestleMania, but I'll explain why that rumble to me was particularly good to overcome that. But let's start it and let's do it this way. Um I did them in order, you know, five to one or one okay. to five. Uh I will let you name a rumble that's in your top five list. If it's on my list, too, I'll mention it. We can discuss it. So I'll let you start. Um, number five as your fifth best. Did you rank them, by the way? I did rank Good. them. My number five was the 97 Rumble. That gets on my list, too. Stone Cold Steve Austin's first win. That's right. The one thing about going back and you know checking out these Rumbles was the competitors in these Rumbles. Right. So there are some years, 97 included, where there are a lot of jobbers in the match. There yes. are very few people that yes. could have won this match. Uh, this is a pretty much a one-trick pony match, but it's a hell of a trick. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. one of the final four guys in the 97 Rumble was fake Diesel. He, faked, he was number three. Yeah, he was, the, the, yeah, he, he was eliminated <laughs> third uh, from the end. Is that all you need to know? It was an absolute disaster. So fake the final Diesel. two, uh, you just got to go over again. Austin gets eliminated. People, uh, the refs are distracted outside the ring. He sneaks back in, dumps Bret Hart over the ropes, and it starts the era of Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
I completely agree with you. Uh, I had that as my fourth best Royal Rumble, and I, you know, I'm glad you hit on that. It was not a loaded Royal Rumble. No, it was not. But I love the creativity of how they booked it, of how they gave the victory to Steve. Because do you remember, and obviously 1997 is a lot different than 2019 as far as our access to information, but there have been many Rumbles, even in the 90s, where it was predictable. You knew who was going to win. You had a good idea who was going to win. Going into the 1997 Royal Rumble, I believed... Bret Hart was going to win. It was a lock in my mind that Bret Hart was going to win the Royal Rumble. And sometimes as a fan, you're sitting there rooting for that just not to happen. And so I think a part of me was just so excited that Bret didn't win the Royal Rumble. And obviously the whole main event of Rumble got, uh, of WrestleMania got screwed up because of Sean. Right. So I don't know what their original plan was. I don't know where they were going with the whole screwy ending to Austin because I had always read the original main event was going to be Bret-Sean rematch. So... Maybe Austin and Brett were going to fight it in your house, and they were going to figure it out. I'm not even sure, but I love the creativity of oh, he legitimately gets eliminated and just goes back in the <laughs> ring, and you're so right. It was a part of that Austin character of I don't give a damn, and it kind of led to his uh, emergence. And it was a star-making moment. It it's, was. It's one of those things that Austin comes back in 96. Like, it, we were kids. We were, what, 12, 13 years old yep. at the time. Yep. So, like, you, 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 the ringmaster was like, what the hell is this? And, you know, he's shaved his head, the whole thing. And then when he, he wins the Rumble in, 90, in January 97, as a kid, I don't remember that like shorter period of time. Austin went from not almost not being hired to being hired, getting the million dollar belt, dumping DiBiase, to getting this main event push pretty much right yeah. away. It, it's it's stunning to think back on. Pun not intended. No, I understand. <laughs> I I am so curious to know what the hell was going to happen if Sean didn't lose his smile, because. You know, I think they were going Brett Sean rematch. We've heard that in a lot of different places, probably from the podcast with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad. I'm sure that's been mentioned before. And I think even from Brett and Sean. I think Brett had mentioned in his book the plan was to have them fight three times in a row at WrestleMania, right? Okay. Brett was going to get his win back at 13. And then at 14, Sean would win and they'd shake hands. Some, something like that. But if that was the case, if they were going Brett Sean, what the hell was going to happen to Austin? Because what really elevated Austin was the double turn at WrestleMania 13. Mm -hmm. Even though we got this really crappy main event between Undertaker Sid, which sucked and had no build and had a weird ending, that WrestleMania is all about the double turn. It was one of the great matches in the history of wrestling. And we wouldn't have had it. With, with any storytelling, you have to get lucky. And that's something they absolutely fell ass backwards into. But, you know, it's a hell of a moment. Like I said, some of those names in the Rumble, it's not a very memorable uh, Rumble otherwise. Mm -hmm. But when you think of the Rumble, that's a moment you always, always think of. Yeah, my number five contradicts what I said earlier about main eventing WrestleMania mattering. But the reason I put this at number five was the sheer shock of it. Shock matters. And that was the 2008 Royal Rumble where John Cena came out as number 30. And I think that because Cena's injury was so serious and we didn't even think about it, like it was, there was no rumor about it. It didn't seem possible because of how serious that injury was. And remember, before that injury, John held the title for over a year. He had a really long title run. And so just the sheer shock of him coming out, I was in the garden that night for that Rumble. It was one of the Rumbles I was at. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it was him and Triple H as the final two guys, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, it was. I, I just think because... And now, what they did after sucked, right? 
Because John ends up saying, I want to fight you at No Way Out or whatever the hell the next pay-per-view was, right. which I hate. And what are you talking about? Just fight. They, and then they ended up having a triple threat match at Mania, but that wasn't even the main event. No. So that bothered me, but the shock of 08, I put that as number five. And that was my number four. I was, I was in the house. Wow. And I remember this is uh, Jericho came back in November, uh, November 07. So he's fighting JBL in this ridiculous, stupid match. And he gets DQ'd the whole thing. And the Rumble, like, this is my first Rumble I've ever been to. So you're counting. It's a great time. And the man of many ages comes out at 29. And we yeah. knew he was going to be in the event. And you're like, oh, who's 30 going to be? Who's 30 going to be? And this is 10 years ago. And in some ways, it feels like it's 45 years ago. But really, in 2008, we were clued in. You know, the IWC was a thing. We, we, we knew what was going on with the web. Uh, and when Cena's music hit, that was about as big a pop that I ever experienced in person. Because no one thought it was going to happen. And, you know, listen, even in 2008, people were hating on Cena. We, you know, uh, we, we want Cena. Cena sucks, the right, whole thing. Right. But that moment, in and of itself, and then him, uh, you know, bumping out uh, Triple H at the end, uh, Kane, Batista, Triple H, and Cena were the final four. That's pretty good. It's not bad. That's a good uh, core of guys. And so That was a fun rumble. Wow, we think alike. My number five was your number four, sure. and your number five was my number four. So we've burned out our number fives and our number fours right out of the gate, so that means you're up to number three. But I'm pretty confident my, my number three is not going to be your you number know, five. Man. The 2007 rumble. First of all, mm -hmm. that's my number two. <laughs> Why would you not think I appreciated that Royal Rumble? Well, you were even saying before, it is what it is. So the, it started, it didn't start the... Because uh, the, the, Hold on, let me just say this. Because please. I'm contradicting myself. Yeah, 100%. It, well, I told you that as much as main eventing of WrestleMania matters... There are some exceptions. I'll explain why this is an exception, but go ahead. Wax poetic about 07. So 07 was leaning into WrestleMania 23, so that led into Taker taking the belt off Edge, right? So That, was that, that. is no, incorrect. No, it's Batista. Batista, the Batista yeah. year. Yep. Forgive me. Yep. 24 was uh, the, the, uh, the Edge year. Um, so it didn't lead directly to a WrestleMania main event, and really uh, 26 is the only one to actually main evented WrestleMania, but what I love about that match was the, what, 10 minutes yeah. of a one-on-one -on -one match to end a, uh, end a Rumble? I don't think it's happened before. Another one on my list, uh, on my list the opposite way, does have about five minutes of a one-on-one uh, -on -one match at the very end, but that uh, Taker HBK, you didn't know who was going to win, you didn't know what was going to happen, and uh, it was a hell of a match. That was, first of all, let me address a couple of things. Please. As good as Cena, Shawn Michaels ended up being at WrestleMania, so think about it. Shawn and Undertaker, the final two guys, both ended up fighting for the title anyway. Sure. So when you think about it, who won the Rumble really didn't matter, <laughs> as it turned out. I believe that the main event should have been Undertaker-Batista. It was a great match. It was the best match they ever had. It was the best match they ever had. They ended up having a great rivalry, and... I just thought that should have been the main event. And I think they WWE screwed up by not putting that match on last. So I think The Undertaker in winning that Royal Rumble should have then main evented WrestleMania. But to your point, it wasn't only the fact that you had 10 minutes of a <laughs> final match. You had two legends that just had unfinished business. Like, think about this. The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels were two icons of the WWF in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And they never really dealt with each other. They had one feud, okay? And that feud was back in 1997 at SummerSlam when Sean hit Taker with the chair. <laughs> yep. 
And they had a couple of matches. They had a Bad Blood match. They had a Hell in a Cell match. And then they ended it with the casket match. But that casket match ended with Kane making his debut. So there was never closure to Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Then Shawn retires because of the back injury. The Undertaker continues on. Shawn comes back. He never sees The Undertaker. They're never even on the same show. They're just nothing to do with each other. Shawn's got great rivalries with Triple H, with Chris Jericho, with Kurt Angle. Like, they just, they were two ships passing in the night, yet they defined, in a lot of ways, the WWF from the pre-Attitude Era to the Attitude Era, and here they are standing in the mid-2000s. So when they were the last two guys, my thought was, these are two icons who really never finished that feud. And I thought it was almost a prelude to the two WrestleMania matches they ended up happening. And very underrated was how in 2008, the very next year, 2008, you know who the first two guys were in the Royal Rumble? The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And I thought that was awesome. That was a good touch. They gave you a continuation. So I thought it was great. I thought the match that they had basically for the Rumble win was great. And I just think they messed up on what the last match should have been. I think Undertaker Batista should have made an event at that WrestleMania, personally. Well, that was during the, the Super Cena era. Like, he was the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it happened. And it was one of those things that I think they were the tag champions going into that match, too, weren't they? They, I think they were. Cena and Shawn Michaels? I think they were. Yeah. Didn't they do a Undertaker <laughs> and Batista versus Shawn Michaels and John Cena at some of what event? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. tried to build it that way. It's, 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 it's a, there's a lot to, to remember. But you know what's unfortunate, and obviously it didn't hurt it, because I put this as my second favorite Royal Rumble ever, because mm-hmm. I thought that ending was so good. It, the whole thing devalues the Royal Rumble. The fact that both guys ended up fighting for the title, it does take away who won the Rumble. And that's a part of the brand extension era that I don't like. It devalued the Royal Rumble. Well, let me ask you this. This is something we do. We've been friends for a number of years now and driving home from Mets games. Way too often, we'll go back and list the, w, the lineage of the WWE title. I, re, I say that to Jet to put him to sleep every night. I'm not even kidding. That and the presidents. Can you do that with the Rumble at this point? Uh, here's what will happen. Mm-hmm. I will get tripped up between 08 and 14. Because it's kind of like Money in the Bank, where, like you that said... That I can't do. Well, it gets devalued, because yeah. when you have two Money in the Banks, and the dun 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 but, but that's what ends up happening. Like, right. Think about it. 14, I start to remember again. Yeah, because they unified the title. So I remember Batista, Roman Reigns, Triple H winning the title. backwards, yeah. Yeah. But, I, like, the years where Orton, Edge, Del Rio, guys like that, it's shaky. I can probably do it, but it's shaky. It's not... You know, the early 90s, I could nail, you know, like I'm half asleep. It blurs together very quickly. No question. No question. So that was your number three. That was my number three. That, that was, was my number two. Yes. You want to hear my number three? Please. 2005. 2005. Because, and that was Batista, by the way. Mm-hmm. And there's a few elements that made this great. I knew Batista was going to win. Batista had to win. And that's why I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. It had to happen. Now, John Cena was the last guy with Batista, and both guys were about to be made stars. Both guys were about to become legends. Cena fights JBL, wins his title, becomes Super Cena soon after. Batista beats Triple H. But Batista had to win that Rumble Mm -hmm. because the whole decision of do I go to SmackDown, do I go to Raw, was directly in the storyline with Triple H and Evolution. And I think the breakup of Evolution is one of the great storylines of all time. The Batista turn was one of the great turns of all time. So even though it was predictable, sometimes it's okay to be predictable because it has to happen. 
Having seen it in the finals was a great touch because I think we all knew this is seen as time. His time is now. Whatever his lyrics say. I don't support that, but yes. <laughs> now, I don't know what was on purpose. I don't know what was fake. I don't know anything. But the fact that they eliminated each other and then Vince McMahon runs into the ring and tears his Achilles or whatever he both, does. He tears both quads. Both quads. He tears both quads getting into the ring. So he's sitting there in the corner <laughs> announcing the restart of the Rumble. I love it because it's, it's like 97. It's something that was so different, even if it wasn't on purpose. I don't know what was supposed to happen. Sure. Like, I think I heard once that Batista was literally just supposed to beat him clean, but because they eliminated each other, they had to do something. And so that was the something. Vince comes in, obviously not on purpose, tears up his quads like you said, but I just think that <laughs> moment of Vince sitting there upset, angry, like, we're going to restart the Rumble. And then Batista beats him, which he should have. I thought that was really cool. And that's historic because... Dave Batista had a great run as world champion until he got hurt, and a real great run in the WWE, as did Cena. And I think those two guys were built, or at least they were about to become stars because of that 2005 Royal Rumble, or at the 2005 Royal Rumble. So to me, that's a big one, and that's number three on my list. The final four included Edge and Mysterio. So like that's a year where not those bad. young guys are getting a little bit of a rub at that point. That's not bad. And who knew that the very next year, Rey Mysterio would win the Rumble? Booyaka, booyaka. Which... I don't know if that's on your list. Is that on your list, top five? Oh, six now. Just a couple of seconds on that. Sure. I'm very mixed about that rumble because I was stunned Rey Mysterio won. But it also felt odd because they were doing the whole he's doing it for Eddie Guerrero thing after Eddie had just passed away. And that whole thing felt awkward. Plus, I don't like guys winning the rumble out of one or two. That's supposed to be really, really special. And I think at times they devalued that too, where... Having a guy win at one or two, I mean, that's, that should not happen. And it's happened a numerous times. And I'm, one of the times they don't talk about, which was Benoit. Sure. Benoit was number one. Sure. Yeah, I think Mysterio was two in that rumble. He and, was two. Uh, the man of many H's was one. Right, and they were the last two guys. No, no, no. He eliminated Orton last. It, oh, was, really? it was H, uh, Orton, and then Mysterio. So who eliminated uh, Triple H? Rey Mysterio? Uh, who, Rey Mysterio did eliminate H. And then he eliminated Randy Orton? Yes, he did. And the other thing was, and I guess Randy Orton had to, but... If Ray's going to win the Rumble, let it be a singles match. Remember, he lost the the ability to fight for the title to Randy Orton, and then they gave it back to him. That whole angle was stupid. And well, if you remember at that time, Orton was really denigrating the Guerrero legacy. Well, no, immediately after that happened, it's very another awkward piece uh, of the uh, trivia at the time. And then you know the triple threat, and then he uh, what is he? Uh, Hurricane Rana Orton wins the belt of Mania, yeah, which was not. The main event. No, it was not the main event. It was not the main event at all. The main event that year was Triple H against John Cena. Right, yes. Which it should, which I guess it should have been. I mean, it probably should have been. It just, it sucks that the guy who got eliminated next to last is then main event at WrestleMania, which again <laughs> shows you the devalue of the Royal Rumble during the brand extension era. So there you go. Anyhow, so my top four are already in the books. Mm -hmm. Cena in 08, Austin 97, Batista 05, Undertaker 07. Those are my top. Uh, those are 5, 4, 3, 2. Mm -hmm. And you've given us your 5, 4, 3. Correct. So what's your number two? So in the number two, there's a couple of reasons. I think at first you're going to be like, what? Why is that number two? I'm going to tell you why. Uh, my number two is the 2010 Rumble. Oh, come on. 
Edge wins. Edge returns. Because another turn. Another, no, here's a couple things about that. The right. final five were Jericho, HBK, Batista, Cena, Edge. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's also the rumble where Punk was, he came in at one, one or two, and he kept eliminating guys and talking crap about them on the mic, which is one of my that favorite. That was good. As one of my favorite rumble moments. That was a good so moment. So combine that. With uh, with Edge knocking out Jericho and they fought at WrestleMania 26, Edge return another surprise return. Uh, those things combined with the final five, that's why it ends up as my number two Rumble. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna crap on it. It's just it's one of those Rumbles that I, I've forgotten about, and maybe that's on me. Maybe that's more my problem. But that era, like I said, between 09 to 13 is just very unmemorable. So well, and, and listen, I'm vividly looking at my list. There's a lot of recency bias, right? Because when I look back at those the, the eras back in the day, the the Michaels wins, the uh, the Stone Cold wins, like I for me, it's just like it happened, right? So I don't really have a take of it as good or bad. It's just I got you. It's it's, it's historical. Right. When I look back at the more recent ones, I'm like uh, I didn't like this, I didn't like this. I got you. So that twelve, uh, excuse me, that ten Rumble. Um, yeah, I like that ten Rumble. I have a feeling since we're both waiting for our number one, <laughs> that we're going to agree with number one. And I think most people are going to agree with number one because it's very difficult for there ever to be a Royal Rumble that's going to match. Woo! With a tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> 1992, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, the Royal Rumble, that changed everything. Because again, before that, there was nothing on the line. It was nothing. It was, it, what was it for? It was to advance storylines, maybe, heading towards WrestleMania, but they weren't doing anything to it. I'm not going to hold those rumbles against the history of it, because it was the early days. But in 1992, after the Hogan-Undertaker angle, if you will, the Survivor Series match, the Tuesday Night in Texas match, the president of the WWF, Jack Tunney, held the championship up, and there was only one place for that title to be put on the line at the Royal Rumble. And I remember, I don't know why, my dad, I love my dad. He, he taught me everything I know about wrestling and would take me to Nassau Coliseum, taught me everything about wrestling. And the first thing he said to me is, son, it's fixed, which I loved. I love that right out of the gate he said... The outcomes are predetermined. You should put a you should put a spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode, by the way. Oh, that I'm the, po- the that? poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this isn't something like something else. Which sure, I'm not even going to say. No, don't, no, no, because no. I can't spoil that. Sure, I have a kid now. I got to be careful. <laughs> but my dad, mysteriously, maybe it's because I was a child and he was an adult, always knew what was going to happen. And so, before the 1992 Royal Rumble, he said to me. Ric Flair is going to win the Rumble. And I said, come on, Dad, that's not going to happen. Hulk Hogan's going to win. And he's like, no, 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 no. Ric Flair's going to win. And he always used to nail it somehow. So even though in the back of my mind watching the Rumble, I had my dad's voice saying, Ric Flair's going to (laughs) win, it was still something shocking when Ric freaking Flair won the Rumble. And the way they did it with Hulk Hogan basically being a heel. I mean, folks, Hulk Hogan pulled out Sid Justice because Sid Justice did something bad. You know what Sid did? He eliminated Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, God forbid he did that. And Hogan pulls him out like a creep. I mean, Hogan was a creep, Dennis. Admittedly, Hogan was never a face. Just never was. <laughs> he was. He's just always a jerk. Just retroactively, just always the always the heel. <laughs> He's trying to bang Elizabeth. I mean, guy's a horrible guy. <laughs> Just never a good guy. No, it, the final five in that rumble was... Can I try to guess? Please. Hogan, Sid, Flair. Sure. That, that I know. And the other two are 
as big as it gets. Really? Yeah. Rowdy Piper? Yep. And? Who won the IC title that night against the mm-hmm. Mountie. He had a shirt that said shockproof or something. Some. Or maybe that was a different event. Uh, Macho Man? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a top five. Well, that's, a, that's legendary. That's legendary right there. Listen, and you go, you go back and you watch it on the network, and I've watched it. Yeah, probably two or three times since I got the network, however many years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not telling you, I'm not reinventing the wheel, but Bobby Heenan's commentary. Oh. It's not fair to Flair the entire time. It's it's performance art. Like it's and it doesn't stop the entire time. It's it's unbelievable. A big part of why that rumble is great is Bobby Heenan. Oh, I mean, unbel- yeah, he that. advances it. He's a like you said, it's performance art. It's a part of its brilliance that, and I think the star power that you mentioned, just top to bottom, it was a star. It was so filled with legends, and you know, what was weird is what they did after that was kind of awkward. Where they had the the press conference to announce who the number one contender is going to be, and Sid Justice stands up thinking it's going to be him, and they announce it's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Sid's jealous, and so what's weird about that whole thing is, so were they going to do Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, or not? Because my, my first reaction is they were never going to do Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, because why would they show Sid being all ticked off and being jealous? Obviously, they were leading towards Sid Hulk Hogan. So I've always been skeptical about all the stories about it. It was supposed to be Hogan Flair and their matches on the, the house, house shows yep. weren't good. I don't buy it because, Dennis, why would they even do anything at that moment with Sid? I well, thought they were always building towards that. One of my favorite uh, fun facts about Sid is that he was only in two WrestleManias. And he made a bet to them. Both of them. <laughs> and, and you go back and look at the, the, the list of the 92 Rumble participants, there, are, there is very few uh, you know, stinkers in there. It's a pretty loaded field. No, nah, it was great, man. It was really, really great. It's one of the greatest Rumbles of all time. Everybody should check it out if you haven't seen it on the WWE Network. And it stands up. A lot of old wrestling matches don't stand up. Mm-hmm. You remember it as better than what they are. Let's get to the worst. You want to dump on the dumpsters? Sure. Uh, yeah. You want me to start? You start with Number this. five, the fifth worst Royal Rumble of all time was John Cena winning in 2013. That was also the same year where The Rock ended the WWE title streak of CM Punk because sometimes predictable can be good, like Dave Batista winning in 2005 because it was a part of the angle. We didn't need to see Cena Rock too. It was just, or if you were going to see Cena Rock 2, it couldn't happen at WrestleMania, where it was supposedly once in a lifetime. So I think, A, the fact that CM Punk's long title streak was ending to a part-timer, which felt dirty, even if it is The Rock, and the fact that we now have to hand John Cena yet another Royal Rumble victory. It was his second. To me, I don't remember anything else about it, but that's enough to remember to hate it, and that's number five. Do you remember who he knocked out last? Who did he knock out last? I don't remember who. Feed me more. Ryback. Ryback. Yeah, and, face Ryback at the and time. And Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler were the final four. So not exactly uh, you knew. A, 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 a wonderful final four there. And admittedly, I have some recency bias with my list as well. Uh, I have another recent rumble as part of my bottom five. Go ahead. 2016. Yeah, that's on my list. That's third. It's for the title, yep. but not in a good way. Yep. You knew H was going to win the belt, yep. not in a good way. Yep. Uh, final five in that one was Jericho, Sheamus, Roman, and, and Ambrose was eliminated last, which was, it was a nice touch. That was surprising. And it gave you a little bit of a, you know, little, some little bit of a heat. You think, ah, oh, maybe Ambrose is going to go over here. You knew he wasn't, but you kind of hoped he did. Um, but my, 
I don't want to say hate, hate's a strong word, but my lack of, uh, of affinity for the man of many H's certainly puts that there. But it's, 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 it was so contrived and it was so unnecessary and the authority was already played out for years by that point. Yep. There was so much working against it and then H leaving with the belt with the confetti and all the other nonsense. It was certainly not I, a, a lot of fun. I know you don't like Triple H. I do. I think he's had a, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I'm not a fan of his necessarily. It's just I don't hate him the way you do. But... You're 100% right. In fact, I ranked that as a worse Rumble than you did because I have that third on my list. There are so many reasons why that Royal Rumble sucked. I mean, there's so many. Number one being, I'm all for putting the title on the line in the Rumble. 92 is great. We can do it again. And proof that you can do great stuff again, WrestleMania four had a one-night tournament for the vacant WWF championship. They did better in 1999 with Survivor Series. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can... I thought that 99 was better. Oh, yeah. If you go back and watch WrestleMania 4, it's very... It's a tough watch. Right. 99 was... All, 1999 <laughs> from... And I'm not saying the matches were great. Because honestly, none of the matches in the Survivor Series Deadly Game Tournament was great. But the storyline was freaking brilliant. So you can take great moments in the WWF, or good moments, because maybe 4 wasn't that good. And you can make them better. I've always wanted to have a title match at the Rumble, but not the way they did it. First of all, you don't just say to Roman Reigns like you're trying to screw him, you're putting the title on the line in the Rumble. No, it's got to be because something weird happened like 1992 with the Hogan Undertaker stuff. Mm -hmm. So number one, I hated the fact that he's defending the title in the Royal Rumble. That's stupid. That's dumb. Number two, they still made him look like Super Roman Reigns. Because he got to the very end, or at least the third from the bottom. And you're right about Triple H. I mean, if you're going to have a rumble with someone walking out as a new champion, Ric Flair wasn't made by that rumble. Obviously, he had a great career in NWA and WCW. But for the WWF, that was his moment. That was his moment to introduce himself to a guy like me, who didn't watch WCW as a kid. I was only seven. What the hell did I know? Or at that time, I was nine. But as a nine-year-old, I wasn't that familiar with Nature Boy. That was me learning about him. You can't recycle Triple H. You no. can't do it. So it's the combination of the title being put on the line, how contrived it was, like you said, and if you're going to do something like that, Triple H? No, and Come on. Reigns pretty much started, he started at one or at the very beginning. Yeah, and that's part one. of why they made him look like Super Roman. And they also, they put him on a, on a stretcher at some point. Yeah. The, oh. So it's another one oh. of those things where it's just like, it was too much, too much going on, and... Uh, the ending just it sucked. And it didn't lead it to was anything. Horrible. And it didn't lead to anything good. It led to uh, an awful WrestleMania match. I completely agree. Everything about it sucked. It main evented, but it was a forty minute match that no one cared about. And it might have been the first might not have been, but it may have been the first uh, WrestleMania that's like uh it's yeah, it's ten forty five, it's eleven o'clock, it's eleven thirty. Like this isn't ending? What's Here's going on? Here's my only question. How do you only have that fourth and me third? We should probably have that number one or number two. I'm you, surprised we didn't have it as higher. Admittedly, mine's higher because uh, you know, I'm uh, my, my number one is there for a reason, but okay. we'll, get, we'll get there. Well, that was my number three, third worst is the okay. way I would define it. My fourth worst is another recency one, and that was Roman Reigns in Philadelphia. I mean, it just, that's your third? Yep. All right, so we're real close on this. Look, it, it speaks for itself. We all remembered it was only four years ago. You have to bring The Rock out. The Rock's getting booed. No one wanted Roman to win. You had Daniel Bryan eliminated way too early. Mm -hmm. It's just everything about it was clunky. It was bad. I mean, if they would have had Roman and Daniel Bryan as the final two guys, even with Roman winning, I think that would have been better. Well, like their fast lane match, which yes. was the next month. It was the next month, Which is yes. tremendous. Yep. 
I think they needed to do something like that. If you're going to bring Danielson back, you can't eliminate him in the middle of the Rumble for no good reason, yep. which was horrendous. Uh, the final four of that Rumble, really the final three. Can I guess? Please. Um, Kane, mm-hmm. Big Show, mm-hmm. Rusev, Roman Reigns. Yeah. How awful is that? It, it, so it was the final. Oh. So Rusev's outside of the ring. He does. He comes back and yeah. surprises the whole thing. So the final three, quote unquote, really was Kane, Big Show, and Roman Reigns in 2015. That terrible disaster. And so it's in Philly. So you bring out the Rock. I always remember the Rock in his yellow T-shirt. It may have been the Muhammad Ali T-shirt. Yeah. And the Rock, the look on the Rock's face as he holds up his arm and holds out his holds out his uh, palm, and he's like, he does the eyebrow, like, what the hell am I? doing here yeah they're booing me they're booing this kid it was bad a disaster so that was your fourth you said that was my three so your five four and three are in the books yes my five four three in the books too 13 was five for me with uh, cena mm-hmm. 15 was number four and the 2016 rumble was number three for me so actually i, I lied so my five and four are gone i still have my one two and three. Oh, still have, so give me your third again another recency recency bias give me it blue tista 2014 yeah didn't like it. The final six that year was Rollins, Ambrose, Punk in his last WWE match. Yeah, Kane screwed him or something, right? Mm-hmm. Sh- uh, corporate Kane. Sheamus, Reigns, Batista. So it was a pretty star-studded final six, but it's one of those things where, and we'll get to my least favorite Rumble of all time, and we'll get to that for a second, but putting the Rumble on a part-timer, what the hell is that? Putting the Rumble on a part-timer to lead to Orton Batista with two heels, what the hell was that? Well, Batista was kind of a tweener at that point. Yeah. It just served no purpose. The crowd wasn't into it. And, you know, listen, if people knew about how fun, people love Batista now. Which is tremendous because... Batista's great. He's very underappreciated. But in that moment, people don't like to be force-fed. Like you said before, if we know what's going to happen, if the story is told well, we're okay with it. But if you're going to force-feed it down our throats and you're not going to tell a good story, we're going to boo the hell out of it. You know why I disagree? or Not that it wasn't bad, but why it didn't make the bottom five. They saved it by the yes, Daniel Bryan stuff, eventually getting into the main event. You know what I mean? So I'm sure they didn't do all this on purpose. I think they ended up kind of rewriting the script, if you will. But because they ended up having a great WrestleMania main event and a great WrestleMania storyline, I kind of can just throw it away and not hate it maybe as much as some of the others. It had nothing to do with Batista. That's my only thought with regards to that. Danielson was not in that match. I get you. Um, I I think it's all fair points. And listen, the, the, the main event of WrestleMania 30... Didn't have anything to do with Batista. Didn't have anything to do with Orton. Had minimal to do with the man of many ages. But they needed... You know why you're uh, wrong, though? They, they were henchmen in that moment. Yeah, they needed... But, but they became that. Yeah. So you saw Batista come in as a face and then basically turn into a heel starting with the Royal Rumble. So now I'm not saying it was on purpose. I'm saying the end result wasn't that bad. Fair. Okay. Okay. So now we both have our number two and our number one worst Royal Rumbles. I'll give you my number two. Please. And... There's just one reason why it's up there. And I didn't put it at number one, but I put it at number two, was 2011 with Alberto Del Rio. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to feel about that. It, it was it was like, could I put it near the top? Could I put it near the bottom? It, it's a weird rumble. It's a weir- and that's why, to me, it was horrible. 30 is perfect. Now, I know the first rumble was 20. The first Royal Rumble, they're figuring things out. You can't get nuts about it. This is 2011. Whose idea was it to make it a supersized 40-man Royal Rumble? (laughs) What a horrible idea. Because let's think about this. Most Royal Rumbles have a handful of stars, and the rest of it is filler. So when you go from 30 to 40, all you're doing is adding more filler. 
You're not adding more stars. And oh, by the way, Alberto Del Rio won. Who gives a crap? That's why that's number two. From the 38th spot in the yeah, Rumble. the 38th spot. Well, that was a Rumble. If you go back and look at the, uh, the results of that and you see it, it's essentially two Rumbles. The first half of the Rumble, it started with Punk and Danielson, so that's good. That's a good start. Sure. Um, the, this first half of the Rumble was mostly Raw guys. Mm-hmm. The second half of the Rumble was mostly SmackDown guys. So in effect, it was two Rumbles in one. It's, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying you, it's a thing that happened. Here's all you need to know. How many times after that did they have a 40-man Royal Rumble? Uh, they, it has not happened it since. It has not happened since. It was a terrible, terrible idea. What's your number two? 99. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I was thinking about that. I, I get it. I get it, and obviously that's the Vince McMahon rumble. I like the booking of it. Like that's a, it's a, it's a, it's an out of the box idea. Yeah, but it it didn't work. It led to the St. Valentine's Day massacre and the debut of the Big Show, and then going into that WrestleMania. It it was the moment. It was. Fine. Can I ask you this? Yeah, I'm not defending it. I'm not yeah. saying it's a top five rumble. It wasn't top five. We all knew. We were going towards Rock Austin at WrestleMania, mm. rightfully so. We all agree. How were you going to get there then? Did you just want Austin to win his third straight Royal Rumble like no big deal? But you could have done Which some- we all knew was going to happen. You could have done something else with the what? corporation. You they could've... did do something else. They had Vince McMahon win it. But like he's like, you know what? I don't want the match. Michaels comes back, the whole thing. That St. Valentine's Day match with you know Austin getting thrown through the cage and the whole thing just... It just it doesn't it didn't feel right. It didn't it felt like a cheap in the no, rumble. No, I, I understand well, you're right, but I, I think that they here's the problem they're in. And we're gonna do right after we're done with our five words, we're gonna rebook a few rumbles. And that's one to, to think about. And I didn't put that on my list of rebookings because I don't know what I would have done, honestly. You had one choice. Just have Austin win. He wins his third straight rumble, which is a lot. Okay? Beats Hulk Hogan, can't have that. If you're not gonna do that, but you are getting to Austin Rock. Then what the hell are you gonna do? Yeah, I, there's something else you could. I, there's something else they could have done. I don't know. We'll rebook it in a, in a couple right, of minutes. But right. I, I I'm not saying it was great, but I, that's your second worst Royal Rumble. Didn't love it. Right, what's your worst Royal Rumble? See if it matches my worst this Royal is, Rumble. It, does, it absolutely will not. How do you know? It, no, it will not. Guys, this is a very personal one to All me. Right. I, I, okay, go ahead. You know which one I'm gonna go. No, with. I don't. Go ahead. The 2012 Royal Rumble. Why? Oh, because uh, stupid Sheamus. So here's the deal. <laughs> here's what pisses me off about the WWE. Yeah. Everyone gets to come back and be a big deal. Batista wins the Rumble. The Rock gets the belt. All this other crap. Everyone knows Jericho's going to fight CM Punk at WrestleMania. But God forbid they give Jericho the Rumble. God forbid. So it's the final. Uh, the final few in this one was Big Show, Orton, Jericho, and Sheamus. What was good? There was about five minutes, uh, five six minutes of a one on one match between Jericho and Sheamus. Jericho did not. Uh, Sheamus did not need that rumble. That led to a really crappy WrestleMania match that opened the stupid show. And Jericho goes on to fight Punk. Jericho is a probably don't get me started, but you know certainly top ten on any on, on anybody's list. It's a list of accomplishments that he should have, and he was screwed Can out I of it. This? And I'm going to blame Triple H for no good reason. And I'm going to keep Jesus. talking. You're supposed to stop me. There you right, go. I'm going to stop. <laughs> you. All right. Listen. First of all, that WrestleMania featured a non-title match as the main event. That was Rock Cena. Nonsense. Okay? Did Sheamus win his title match at WrestleMania that year? Yes, he did. Okay. Did Chris Jericho? No. Okay. 
So why was it important for Jericho to win a Rumble when he wasn't even going to go on to win the title uh, anyway? Admittedly, admittedly, Roberts, this is a purely okay. of the moment. I was a 28-year-old man in the basement of my buddy's 20? house. I mean, it's not like you were 12. Jeez. I was 28 years old in the basement, of, 27, in the basement of my butt, which is actually the same month I started Dennis Has a Podcast. How about that? January 2012. <laughs> but I'm in the basement of my buddy's place, just like I know they're not going to give it to him. I know I'm not going to give it to him. But it was like the 06 LCS. It was like the 15 World Series. I'm like, I can't watch this because I know it's going to go bad. And of course it did when Jericho gets uh, booted in the face and knocked out of the stupid All match. Right. Uh, got stupid his title 2012 match. Rumble. Stupid 2012 Rumble. This, this one, I, it, let me tell you something, Roberts. At some, point, at some point, at some point during the Evan Roberts podcast, yeah. I want... 15 to 50 minutes to opine about Jericho. <laughs> That's all I 50. want. That's all I want, Robert. Well, you've just started it. You're on your way. <laughs> I hear it is. You want to hear the worst Royal Rumble of all time? Please, I'd like to. Now, we both agree the best one was 1992. Sure. The worst one was 1993. It was the very first time that they were awarding a championship match at WrestleMania, and they decided... To give the Rumble victory, this prestigious honor, to a guy who before the Rumble, all he had done was squash matches. Squash matches, not against one jobber at a time, against three jobbers at a time, and that was Yokozuna. And I thought it was a terrible, terrible, uh, terrible idea. Especially, and here's what made it worse, because I remember watching that Rumble, I'm nine years old, with my dad. My dad didn't know who was going to win the Rumble this time. <laughs> he had no idea. But the guy I thought initially who was going to win the Rumble was Jerry Lawler. He had just come to the WWF. What? It was... 93, just, sure, right, right, right. Thank you. Think about who else was in that Rumble and where we were. Look it up. In WWF time, Bret Hart's the champion. He beats Razor Ramon at Royal Rumble in the title match. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bret's the champion. Flair's gone. Hogan, we think, is gone. <laughs> we think we're assuming he is who is there to fight Bret Hart at WrestleMania. The problem is there was somebody and that somebody was the last one eliminated by Yoko Zuno. And that somebody was the macho man, Randy Savage. And by the way, here's how removed Randy was from the title picture. He wasn't that removed. The year before, he won the freaking title against Ric Flair. That SummerSlam, he's defending the title against Ultimate Warrior. He lost the title to Ric Flair, what, like September? Yeah. This is now January. It's four months later. You want to make Bret Hart a star? You want to make him a mega star? Then he fights Macho Man, and they bring the house down at nine, and Bret beats him. Brett makes him tap out in the middle of the freaking ring. Trust me, Macho Man would have done that for him. He was a professional. He wasn't Hulk Hogan, that bitch, okay? Sorry. And they instead have Macho Man look like a freaking moron, mm-hmm. okay? He, ju- he does his he elbow drop, <laughs> and then he pins Yokozuno because he, he forgets it's, a, it's not a pin match. And Yoko pushes him over the top rope. So not only do they give this big, fat Yokozuno the honor of winning the Rumble, and main eventing WrestleMania? What the, what the hell are they thinking? But they have the guy who should win, Macho Man, look like a tool because he's trying to pin him. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, to counter out yourself again, who won uh, the well, who won the, the penultimate main event of WrestleMania 9? Yokozuno. There you go. That doesn't make belt. it okay. He won the belt. 
Isn't that part? Wasn't that one of your rules? No, no, no. Look, I broke no. I broke all my rules. If you look at all the rumbles I liked, other than Dave Batista, nothing fit my narrative. It's what I prefer, but it's not the end all be all. This might be an episode for two months from now, but WrestleMania nine, woof. Woof WrestleMania night. And a part of why it's woof is what I just said. Yeah. They main evented Bret Hart Yokozuna. Now look, Bret Hart won the title in September or October. He was champion. He was not the Bret Hart that we now know as a legend. He needed help. He needed to main event against somebody that could help that star power. Yokozuna? No. That's what? Not. And Yokozuna's title run after he lost it to Hogan but then won it back at King of the Ring was one of the worst title runs in the history of pro wrestling. That's, you know, it's interesting. I'm trying to remember the Yokozuna run. And really what I remember most from the Yokozuna run is the, the video games he was in. The video games. Because really, because when you think of the run, it's a really short run. It well, was a very short run. It was a long run from a calendar perspective. It was a short run from a who did he beat perspective. Think about this. SummerSlam. Okay, so here's his title run. He mm. loses to Hogan at WrestleMania with that stupid 10-second match. Gets it back at King of the Ring, which yeah. is June. Mm-hmm. Okay, June, he gets it back. That August, he's fighting Lex Luger at SummerSlam's main event and loses by countout. Yep. Luger celebrates like he won the World Series. Okay, <laughs> he doesn't win anything. Survivor Series, he's in some, you know, mega maniacs, mega foreigners, whatever they call themselves. Mm. He was on some team, so not a title match. Rumble, he fights Undertaker, and it takes 35 heels of putting Undertaker in the casket, and then he goes to heaven. That's his run. <laughs> Two matches. One he lost by countout. The other one he won because he had 35 guys help him. When did he start uh, teaming with Owen? Was that 95 or 96? That was after he dropped the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but that's it's pretty much his entire WWF run. About a year and a half as a main event guy, and then a year and a half with Owen. And yeah, yeah it, it's not great. That's the worst Rumble. I, I, I really defy anybody to pick a worse Royal Rumble. What I was mean, the crowd reaction to that? I, I can't even remember. They were like stunned and booed. I mean, what were they? <laughs> yeah, the final five was so savage. It was savage. It was Bob Backlund, Rick Martell, Ugh. Repo Man, and then Owen. You could have given it to Owen there. Why the hell not? <laughs> Better than Yoko at that point. Oh, man. I got a few tweets. Um, a few people love the 2002 Royal Rumble that was won by your boy Triple H. Ugh. Uh, Dennis Jordan, that's not you, says the Jericho Rock match from the Royal Rumble 2002 is uh, underrated. Mm-hmm. So that's a compliment to the O2 match. Uh, no, the O2 card. The O2 the match. card, not the match. Exactly. Uh, and that was a that was a pretty good match. Jericho's title run wasn't great, but no. he did fight Rock. He fought Austin. He fought both of those guys, and then he lost to Triple H. The the O2 Rumble to me is very blah. Like I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's great. It's just kind of if you're if eh. you're if you're an H guy, then you know what? Yeah, it's a, it's a decent rumble. But like, yeah, it, it's it's too personal. Ev, I can't talk about this. George Elmer says his favorite Royal Rumble was the Women's Royal Rumble from this past year. I thought it was pretty good. Was I can't good. I can't sit here comparing it to thirty years of the Men's Royal Rumble, but you know I think what'll help is that we'll have more Women's Rumbles to compare it to. We'll see what they do this year, how they kind of back it up. But I thought for a first Rumble, it was pretty good. They did a good job. Evolution was good this year. It was a, 2018 was a great year for women's wrestling. I got something that'll make you happy. Uh, Los Kant on Twitter says that his or her least favorite Rumble was Sheamus. <laughs> so there you go. Listen, Jericho should have went over there. <laughs> You're not alone. You're not the only one. Uh, John Dyfel says 2001 was the best. 
Look at the star power. Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, and Drew Carey. As I was gonna say, that was a Drew Carey year where he offers Kane money. Uh, so that's a, listen, we didn't mention the 0-1 Rumble. It was Austin's third win. Uh, you know, there was there was a lot of there was the hardcore piece with Raven and yeah. Kane and yep. the kendo sticks and the, the the cans and all that kind of stuff. And it led to Listen, controversial as it may be, WrestleMania X7, as good as it gets. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And there's a bunch of uh, Rom the Sports Fiend, 1992. Uh, and the least favorite was Yokozuno in 1993. Smart guy. So they're right about that. Sure. Uh, the earlier ones are tough. You know, looking at 88, 89, 90, 91, because a lot of the angles we use is where it went. And those rumbles were just simply a match. So... What are we going to get crazy about? Big John Studd won the Royal Rumble, and where did it go? It didn't go anywhere, but <laughs> what was it supposed to be? I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew where it was supposed to be. Uh, Michael Perry was saying the year that Foley went in as uh, Dude Love yeah. at Cactus and his Mankind. Well, there were, there were a lot of individual moments. That was a funny one. Obviously, all the stuff they did with Kofi Kingston where he found a way to not be eliminated was pretty creative. Kane being a monster has been... That 11, I think that was all one. He eliminated 11 guys. He did, And he was the final guy with Austin. Mm-hmm. You had the controversy at the end of 2000 where The Rock wins and the big show kept showing the tape for a month that, look, The Rock's foot actually hit the ground first. And one rumble we can't forget, the tie, 1994. The Bret Hart Lex Luger tie where they started playing each music because one ref <laughs> thought it was Lex who won and the other ref thought it was Bret who won. And we, we made mention of the 05 Rumble where it was pretty obvious that it wasn't supposed to happen that way. But with 94 and they're playing both guys' music, I wonder if that was actually the finish. I, I heard on Bruce Pritchard's podcast that it was the planned finish. Yeah. They had to work on it to make sure <laughs> and to have certain camera angles because... You know, there could be a camera angle that shows one guy got out first, but I thought that was creative, you know, what they did, how they had the coin toss where they both were going to have two matches. I'll give you a trivia question. Lex Luger won the coin toss, which meant Luger got the first crack at Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10. Bret Hart had a separate match with Owen, and then Bret would fight the winner in the ultimate main event. If Hart won the coin toss, who was Lex Luger supposed to fight before his title match? I couldn't even begin to tell you. Crush. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> Crush. Anyhow, let's rebook a few Royal Rumbles. Please. Um, you want to kick it off? Oh, let's Give me see. a rebooking, baby. Oh, now i got to pull up my, uh, my app. What well, Rumble? I'll, I'll, do you want me to yeah, kill some time yeah, for please, you? Please, go ahead. I'm just going to further what I said about 93. It should have been Macho Man. I mean, it shouldn't have been Yokozuno. You have Macho Man, Bret Hart, main event of WrestleMania 9. I think it would have helped enhance Bret Hart as a champion, give him credibility. I think the fans would have obviously rooted for both guys, which I don't think is a negative. I don't think face versus face is a bad thing. I don't think the fans would have turned more so one way or the other. Bret Hart was still an emerging star, so I don't think the fans would have turned on him. I think it would have been a great main event, and Hogan wouldn't have gotten involved. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. Are we we rebooking the, the Royal Rumble match itself leading on going forward, so we're changing the winner of the Rumble? Yeah. Okay, because the first one that came to mind was WrestleMania 2000. Mm-hmm. Like, The Rock should have won the Rumble. I, Which I, he did. I, and I have no problem you with that. You would have just made it a singles match. I just, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I, I, I know that at that time, Rock Triple H was very obvious, and we had seen it a few times. But to me, a four-way match with a McMahon in each corner is not the way to go. I'll give you something small that I would have done differently. You ready for this? Please. In 2003, Brock Lesnar won the Rumble. Okay. 
Lesnar had this incredible 2002 year in which he was the next big thing. He beats The Rock at SummerSlam. He beats The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match. And then he lost the title at Survivor Series to the Big Show. Here's what I would have done differently. Brock would have never lost the title. I would have still had Lesnar Angle, but I would have had Angle win the Rumble and have Angle versus undefeated Brock Lesnar for the title at WrestleMania 19 with Brock still as champion. Uh, I think taking the title off Brock as quickly as they did, flipping it around a few times, kind of devalued the Angle-Lesnar feud. I think it would have been better if you would have had Lesnar as a champion for a longer period of time. Still would have had the same great match. Maybe you actually have Kurt go over. Maybe it's face versus face, as opposed to making Angle a heel, which they did. So I would have still had the same match, but I don't know. I would have had Brock hold on to the title longer. That's a creative rebooking, right? I like that. Yeah, thank you. So the 17 Rumble, Orton wins. Yes. Now, I'm trying to think what I would change, but that was a preloaded Rumble. You had Lesnar and Goldberg in the Rumble. Range is still a thing. Orton goes over there and has a very underwhelming match with uh, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 30... Maybe 33 at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think who else I could have given it to at well, that I, point. I got something for you. I rebooked that Royal Rumble, so I'll tell you exactly Please. what I would have done. The winner of that Royal Rumble would have been Brock Lesnar. Okay. Because think about this. You're going to get Lesnar Goldberg at WrestleMania. You're going to get it at 33. Mm-hmm. So instead of you know giving it to Randy Orton, who was basically mid-carding for the WWE Championship, <laughs> a title that got flipped around a few times, AJ to Cena to Bray Wyatt, how about just have Brock be a monster and win the Rumble? I don't think you needed Goldberg to look strong against Brock another time. I think you already had that happen in Survivor Series. So how about Brock wins that Rumble, and so instead of Lesnar just demanding a match against Goldberg. He had earned that match against Goldberg, and then he takes the universal title away from him, which he ended up doing anyway. I can't argue with that. You know, it's funny. You want the Rumble to be an important thing. You want the Rumble to be something that you remember. You want it to be someone important. You want it to be a special thing. And if you give it to someone a second time, you want it to be even more special. You want it to be mm-hmm. even more important. And unfortunately, in outside of the Hulkster, outside of HBK, outside of uh, Austin... That second time for those other guys was not important. It wasn't good. In fact, uh, can I rebook the second time Hulk Hogan won? The 90, was it 91? 1991. That second time should have been his first time. So I'm really rebooking the first time he won. He won in 1990. Now, again, there's nothing on the line. There's no trip to WrestleMania. Just to put in perspective what that year was, that was the year, the 1990, 1990 Royal Rumble, where Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior were in the ring at the same time, and they gave you a preview of the main event mm-hmm. of WrestleMania. I, I don't think Hulk Hogan needs that victory. Hulk Hogan had, he's the mega man. He's the superstar. He's the WWF freaking champion. He doesn't need that win. So one answer is we'll just have the Ultimate Warrior win. That'll add to the Warrior mystique, and it'll add to Warrior Hogan. How about this idea? How about Mr. Perfect wins? He was the final guy, I think, with Hulk Hogan in that Royal Rumble. Correct. You're kind of make, you talk about making a star. I think your angle of what the Rumble should have been probably fits that first tier of Royal Rumbles. When there wasn't anything on the line, you can make Mr. Perfect a star. So to me, instead of Hogan, either give the win to Ultimate Warrior, which just builds him up even more for their WrestleMania six match, or give the victory to Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. That's a rebooking on my end. That's a, that's a hell of a rebooking. Listen, it's one of those things that you look back on Mr. Perfect, and he started off so freaking hot. Yeah. And then you know he gets hurt as the whole that whole thing there. But with all the guys over the years, 
I look back on perfect, and it feels like a missed opportunity there. When you think back at guys who never won the belt, and you know, obviously, you know, before the two thousands, before everyone had the belt, right, right. Um, you know, you think back on Piper, you think back of a lot of other guys, but you know, Mister Perfect is certainly one of those guys that but could have had a title what? run at some point. Think about this: in the late eighties and early nineties, heels never really won the WWF title for very long, if they ever did. I mean, think about it. Macho Man won the title as a face. He turned heel at the very end, but he was a face. Mm-hmm. Hogan was a face. Warrior was a face. Slaughter transitioned it back to Hulk Hogan. And Ric Flair only had it for two months before Macho Man took it from him. Heels never really had long runs as WWF champion. Just didn't happen. That's interesting. Otherwise, Ted DiBiase would have won a title. Now I want to go back and do a color-coded chart of the WWF uh, lineage and to see <laughs> how, how much red and how much blue there'd be. There you go. I got one more rebooking for Please, you. Please, let me see it. And I'm going old school again. 1989, the second Royal Rumble. <laughs> you crazy? That was the one that was won by Big John, John Studd. Studd. Yeah, sure. Now, what the hell was the point of Big John Studd winning the Royal Rumble? He was big. And he was, he was a John. He was a stud. <laughs> there was no point of it. Now, again, perspective. That was WrestleMania five. They planted the seeds for Hulk Hogan, Macho Man in that Royal Rumble where I think Hogan eliminated Macho Man. Yeah. Of course, because he's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> again, looking back, Hogan was always a heel. Yeah, I, I think that Hulk Hogan winning that Royal Rumble made more sense than Big John Stud. I think Hulk Hogan winning that Rumble made more sense than winning it in 1990 because... I, I know he ends up fighting Macho Man, but I think that could have added more legitimacy to why Hogan was getting that title match. Hey, he just won the Royal Rumble. So I think you could have gone Hulk Hogan, but here's the other guy I would have gone with, a heel. Ravishing Rick Rude. Now, if memory serves correct, Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior, who ended up having a program at WrestleMania Five, I don't think either one of them were even in the Royal Rumble because they were having a pose down that night. <laughs> which is just unbelievable. They're having a freaking pose down. Uh, I go pro. Let's go. So I, I understand that I don't think Rick Rude was even in the Royal Rumble, but that would have been a good victory. He's fighting Warrior for the IC sure. title. You're making him a star. A big John Stud. Did big? What did Big John Stud do at WrestleMania Five? Was he even there? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think he was. If he was, he was irrelevant. What was the year? You know what? I, I think I remember. And you could look this up, please. There was a year where Andre the Giant took on Jake Roberts at WrestleMania, and Big John Studd walked out as the guest referee. Was that six? Was that five or six? Because if it was five, then you had the Royal Rumble winner coming out as a freaking guest referee. I got to look that up. Hold on. I'm going to Google Big John Studd WrestleMania 5. WrestleMania 5. Like, did he do anything there? Closed circuit television. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I was right. That was it. WrestleMania five was Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Big John Studd was the guest referee. That's so incredible. That my memory is that good? Or? They, that, oh. No, but like no, no, the WWE, WWF. Oh, okay. I thought I was getting a compliment. But it, it, it's, it shows you that they didn't know what they had at that point. Now the question they I have, didn't know, and that that's that that is true. They did not know what the Rumble was. Listen, you got a couple other Royal Rumble podcasts coming out, and God bless you for doing it. My question to you, as we kind of wind this down, when's the last time they got it right? When's the last time they absolutely nailed the winner of the Royal Rumble? Because I feel like you could argue it's been a long time. Oh, my God. Did they nailed it? Well, not even nailed it, but it's like, you know what? You didn't leave going, what the hell are they doing here? 
Well, ask yourself this. When was the last time the Royal Rumble winner main evented and won the title at WrestleMania? And the answer to that is John Cena in 2013, one of my least favorite Rumbles. Oh, my God. That's the last time because in 14, Batista won, was in the main event, didn't win. Mm -hmm. In 15, Roman Reigns won in the main event but didn't win. 16, Triple H won in the main event but didn't win. 17, Randy Orton won, won the title but wasn't in the main event. And 18, Nakamura won, didn't win the title, wasn't in the main event. Bang, boom, got to go. I think that was in the pre-show. (laughs) <laughs> it may have been. <laughs> I think the last time they probably got it right was 07 with The Undertaker. Yeah, and that's 12 years ago. And they didn't fully get it right because that should have main evented, like I said. It, so it's it, been a while. It's, 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 it's everyone's favorite pay-per-view of the year. Uh, but, you know, it just it, it doesn't lead to where we want it to be. This year, I can't wait to listen to the Evan Roberts podcast as oh, you wow, preview the tease. Rumble. Because this is an interesting Rumble. It, it's one of those years that I feel like it can only be two guys. And I'm okay with that. And I'm really excited to see Who which way they go. the two guys you think? I, I don't even know. It's either going to be Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got an idea for another guy. Should I save it for the podcast or should I give it to you? I mean, you t- you're telling me what I before think I leave. Now is the time is right for John Cena to win <laughs> his third Royal Rumble. <laughs> hey, he's got to break that record sometime. Dad hair, bald spot, fist of doom, Can John Cena. Can you believe that John Cena, you know, when Macho Man had a bald spot, like what was he going to do? He yeah. couldn't shave his head. It was too late. John Cena's got a bald spot and he's growing his hair out. It's almost like he wants attention on 100%. the bald 100%. I, I respect it. I respect the move. Listen, John Cena is turning into... Bumblebee was pretty solid. Stop Blockers it. was pretty solid. Listen, Cena's making a name for him. You know so we'll what? see how long he's uh, going to stick around then for. Then he should just go away. I don't need him in wrestling anymore. Nah, well, he'll, he'll join uh, Chris Jericho in all elite wrestling. All elite wrestling. Maybe I'll actually watch that. Dennis, I appreciate you coming on this very special Royal Rumble retrospective. This was a long one. This may have been the longest longest uh evan roberts podcast so far is this longer than any other royal rumble (laughs) (laughs) no not even close as you have a prize to anybody who got to the end of this thing we should should give out like a t-shirt or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you dennis i appreciate it. thanks for having me it's been a royal rumble retrospective on the evan roberts podcast you'll be hearing a royal rumble preview coming up plus plenty of other things see you later